Hi there. Well, due to me having a little bit of an accident um, earlier on in the week, I thought it would probably be better if I put out podcasts um, for the next few days because I don't want to, you know, frighten any of you or upset you with me coming on with a, a black eye. So what I want to talk about is how vitally important it is that we are mindful um, about what we're doing. Now, I've had a little accident and um, I do regular meditations, relaxations, as you know, um, but I do have very, very, very busy life. And I think sometimes we take for granted what we have. So I have the use of both arms, both hands, legs, all my organs are working okay. I don't have any issues with my heart, my lungs. But I found myself without the use of my right hand because thankfully I haven't um, fractured it, but I have um, damaged um, it in the sense that I've got some deep uh, tissue um, issues going on there because I, I actually whacked it. So I'm not able to use that right arm or right hand at the moment. And we just, you know, just try it. Put your right hand behind your back or sit on your right hand. Why don't you do that? And just see how you get on just using the left hand. So pick up a pen with the left hand and maybe just write your name. If you are left-handed, then I want you to do the opposite, okay? Pretend that your left hand is the hand that you can't use. And you just see how difficult it is to write your name. Um, Even write a shopping list. Um, It's We don't have a lot of control of the other hand. So what I'm going to be learning from this is to start to use my other hand a bit more, maybe do more with my left hand and while I rest this um, right hand up. And it might be that it feels better in three days or it might be that it might take me two weeks or three weeks. But, you know, all I know is that I have to rest that. But that can, you know, that will take its time because our bodies need time to heal. So just start to do a few things just with that other hand. Maybe pick up a cup with your left hand. Pick up something heavier with the left hand. See how that feels. And again, if you are left-handed, I want you to do this with your right hand. Not easy. It's not easy. So what else do we do? We put shoes on. Can we tie up laces without one of our hands? Can we, ladies, drop a bra with only one hand? Are we able to drive with one hand? So if I'd have hurt my left hand, um, my right hand is my stronger hand, but I still wouldn't be able to drive a car if I didn't have the control of my left hand. So, you know, we do do take these things for granted. So think about how that would feel to you if you could not use that and if you had a disability in that hand. I just think for a little while on that. Now, a session I did many years ago um, when I was studying NLP was to look at all the things that we love in our lives. So look at everything we're grateful for and write all our gratitudes down on a board and then take away some of those gratitudes and just leaving yourself with two things. And that's a really, 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 really difficult session to do. Because, you know, if you look at your gratitude, I'm gratitude for my health. I'm gratitude for the use of my arms and my legs, my eyes, my ears. 
I'm grateful for my family, my home, my water that I have out of my fridge. I have filtered water. Um, the food I have on my table. The amazing friends that I have around me, you know. The people that are there that are on Team Tina. But the most important person that needs to be on your team is you. You need to be on your team. And if you're overdoing it, you are going to possibly find that something's going to happen. So you've got to take time out. Now, I have to admit, before I had my accident, it, my life had been a little bit hectic. I'd had quite a, a few, you know, different things happening, um, really busy. And I didn't actually get a day off last week. And if I had have had a day off, then maybe that accident wouldn't have happened. So, you know, think about, you know, are you going to bed at the right time? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating enough and are you eating healthy? Are you drinking enough water? Are you, you know, are, are you really in the here and the now? And are you focusing on the things that you love around you? Or are you, you know, in a position where you can't really see the wood from the trees? And, you know, sometimes we do go through life where life isn't always giving us what we want. And um, we don't feel grateful. But I really do want you all to have a little think about this because, you know, using your arms, being able to use your legs um, are really important. And, you know, I've got a dear friend of mine who had an accident a little while ago where she was at work and she just tripped over the ha the um, the handle of her handbag. She tripped over it and she ended up breaking um, a leg and, you know, she was out of, you know, sorts for a while. And... um. She's probably a lot more mindful now that, you know, she gets out of the car, that handbag is on the other seat of the car, that she doesn't put it on the floor. And, um, you know, have a think about your environment at home. You know, is your environment safe or have you got wires everywhere? And I'm looking at my floor as we speak. And, you know, I've had the computer on all day because I've been at work and um, I've had a little heater there. And, you know, it's, it's not actually... Um, really the safest environment you know somebody could easily trip over that if they were walking past me so have a little think about you know what what you're doing you know your bedroom is that you know a safe place is it a place that you can just breathe and be and find tranquility or is it a place of chaos and if you're finding that your home is quite chaotic the chances are that your mind is also chaotic because they do go hand in hand. So think about your gratitudes, write them down, and then minus your gratitudes, and just leave yourself with two, and see how you feel about doing that exercise. A really tough one, because we wouldn't want to give away our health, would we? We don't want to do that. We don't want to lose our families, and we don't want to have no food or water on our tables. But there are people out there, there's people that are homeless, and they're homeless for no reason of their own. Um, and they're not able to, you know, get back into society because they don't have a fixed abode address. Um, maybe they've got into um, addictions or maybe they've got involved with people that are not going to, you know, be helpful to them to move forward. But, you know, when you look and you, you know, you put out there that you want to change, it's quite amazing the people that bounce back to you. It really and truly is. 
And, you know, I don't always give homeless um, people money. Um, sometimes I might just give them food. And, you know, there was a time that there was a homeless lady in the high street and I just went and bought her a bunch of bananas because I thought, you know, that's that would be good. You know, that'll give her energy. But she probably wanted money and wanted to buy her own thing. Um, there was another incident in Hainal a year or so ago where there was a young lady that was always begging outside the charity shop. And um, I even, you know, went and found her, you know, nice warm gloves and a nice hat and a scarf. And then I was told by the lady at the charity shop that actually she's not a homeless person at all, that she's got her own flat down the road. And, you know, she would just go there each day and earn some money. So, you know, there's people out there that aren't always, you know, who they seem to be. And that particular day when I first met this lady, um, there was a gentleman who said, what can I do? What can I give her? So I said, well, go into the kebab shop and, you know, get her a kebab. But ask her first if that's what she would like. And that's exactly what he did. And it, that made him feel good. So, you know, if there are people out there that are begging on the streets and they've got homes to live and that's what they're doing, they've only got to live with themselves, don't they? So, you know, you just do what you feel is the right thing for you to do. So just breathing in and breathing out. So I want you to think of all these gratitudes now. I don't want you to throw any away. Just hold the thought of all your gratitudes. And as you think of everything you have, you know, your arms that are working, your eyesight, your ears, you know, the fact that, you know, you might need a haircut, but, you know, you're lucky you've got your hair. You might need your nails done, but, you know, you've got your nails. And when things go back to normal, then that's something that you can have done. You know, it's not life changing, is it, really? But people have got different priorities in life. So there's a lot of people out there that want to do things for others. And by doing an act of kindness for somebody else is such a rewarding thing to do. It really is. And I received a lovely, beautiful bouquet of flowers today from a group of friends to wish me well. And they are absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous roses. And, you know, I was so, you know, I was really taken back because it was just such a lovely thing for them to do and such a lovely gesture. But, you know, also equally that made them feel good that they did something for me. And Shirley, thank you as well, you know, for sending me a lovely bouquet which arrived in the post. And that was so lovely to, you know, know that you're thinking of me. Um, and um, that makes me feel really special. And that helps with the healing process, you know, because at the end of the day, when we've been healing, um, you know, it's, it's very, you know, when we, when we need healing, really, um, you know, we, we want people to be there for us. Um, and, you know, it's nice to get a phone call from somebody to say, hi, I hope you're OK. Um, and some people are private and they don't want to talk about things and that's fine. But it's it's lovely. It really is so lovely. I've had so many beautiful messages on my Facebook, um, on my Tina Grayson Facebook feed of people wishing me well and lovely wishes and um it feels so lovely to feel loved and it makes me feel you know really happy but you know the minute I can do things for others I will and um that's part of who I am as a person hence why I'm in the health and well-being industry so Vicky a big shout out to you because you're doing amazing stuff you really are. Alison, I'm going to need to call upon you because I'm going to need some exercises to do with this wrist so I know that I can phone you. 
Shirley, you're doing great stuff out there. You really are. You're looking after the home and David and you're looking forward to seeing the children soon. And um, Ambrose, it's lovely to have you on here too. And, um, you know, I've just mentioned some of the regulars. And Raina, you were an absolute angel. Thank you again for my lovely flowers the other day. I'm running out of vases now, which is quite funny. Um, but just taking time out and, you know, thinking about somebody else that's maybe less fortunate of you than you makes you feel quite lovely. So there's a saying where you can put all your keys on a table but you would end up taking back those same keys. And that's so true with me. And just this accident, you know, this has taught me so much as well about, you know, not having the ability to use that arm. And all right, so I'm going to have a scar on my face from a fall. But, um, you know, I would always remember by looking at that scar what happened. And um, it might make me a little bit more mindful next time I wake up at five to three in the morning that I put a light on in the bathroom or that um, I'm, you know, a little bit more awake before I get up. Um, so things can happen to us at any time. I could have been walking down the street. I could have been um, just in the lounge. Accidents happen at home. And it's also got me thinking, there's a really beautiful lady who I am part of a network group with called Olianka. And um, she does um, insurance. So if basically you've been um, working from home, you might possibly have an accident because you're working at home. And have you got an insurance there? Have you got an insurance protection? So you can be paying out as little as £24 a month or even less, I'm certain. And if you were to have an accident, then you would get a payout. So if you couldn't work, um, you would get a lump sum of money. Now, in my case, I don't have anything like that. So, you know, I if I don't work, I don't earn money. And if I don't earn money, I don't pay bills. So I've put out there... Um, in a group that I would need a, a, a driver, somebody that can just help me over the next week to maybe two weeks. Um, and ping, you know, my lovely um, Andrew over the road, a priest, has already come back and said, I will help you. And I said, well, that's lovely of you. Thank you. And I'll pay you for that. And it's like, no, I don't want payment. That's, that's what I want to do. And um, it is just so lovely when people want to do acts of kindness for you and they can so there's lots of volunteering opportunities out there and um certainly when we start going back to some form of normality there's going to be an awful lot of people a lot of elderly people that haven't been out for a year that um are going to need some beautiful um voluntary help to you know help them get that confidence back to to go out again so, you know, again, you know, some of the elderly might not have um, the balance that you've got. They might feel um, overwhelmed by what's been happening with the pandemic. It could be that you teach them a little bit of my yoga, yoga chair base, that, you know, you share a conversation with them and take them on a meditation journey and make them, you know, lift their spirits because you are able to do that. So carrying on from, you know, the yoga classes that I've been running, they've not just been yoga, they've been a lot more than that. I've been teaching um, different um, pressure points in the body, in the hands and in the feet. Um, and you can give yourself a hand massage or a foot massage and you can, you know, clear some of the toxins from your body. 
a lot of people have been coming through to me with weight. Um, I've got not only Facebook, but I do send um, a lot of links to um, other people on WhatsApp that are part of this group. And um, weight has been a huge one. You know, there's a lot of people that have put on the COVID, um, or they've gone the COVID bulge. And um, they're now panicking a bit because they've got weddings coming up in August. And it's like, let's get rid of this bulge, what are we going to do? So be mindful about that. If you want to lose the weight, you need to make some changes. And, um, you know, a really good way of doing that would be to fill up um, a jar of the weight that you have gained in pounds. And you can do this this way and the other way. So if you've put on £10 throughout COVID, put £10 coins into a jar. Now, the minute you lose weight, you take the pound coins from the gains jar into the loss jar. And what you want to see by the end of this month is that the loss jar has more coins in it than the gains jar. And um, I am going to be delivering some jars to some clients that have done amazing through COVID. And um, Tim Barr, you are one of them. You have lost um, three stone. £42. That is absolutely incredible. And how easily could you have put on two stone or three stone? You know, if you get into bad habits, um, you can easily put on weight. So what you need to be doing is looking about looking at what you've got around you. Are the foods that you have around you, are they your food friends? Or the foods around you, are they actually your enemies? Are they your saboteurs? So think about who does the shopping. And if it's you that does the shopping, is it you that brings in um, these foods that you can't resist? The chocolate. It's fine to have chocolate, but in, you know, it's the whole thing is if you're buying chocolate and you know that you are going to eat the whole bar or whole and nut, then it's not going to be a sensible option. If you can stick to one square or two squares as your treat, then that's different. And there's different things you can do. You can melt the chocolate. Um, you can put chocolate in the freezer. You can um, have a hot chocolate drink as well. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do. So you get in the foods that you want. And I've had a client working with me um, as well for the last six months. And what I've got her to do is get pictures of herself when she's slim. Now, if that's not possible, and if she hasn't got pictures of herself slim, what she can do is put pictures of her face onto a slim lady or a man's face on a man that it will is the right height and that is more or less the right build. And um, then it becomes a visual. So you might want to put that visual on your jar, on your lost jar. And you might want to put maybe on the lost jar even all the foods that are going to be your food friends. So like your one banana a day, your tinned pineapple drained of juices, um, some apples, maybe grapes, um, loads of salad, fresh vegetables, um, lean meats, chicken, fresh fish, salmon, um, prawns, really good. You know, or it might be that, you know, you are a vegetarian or you are, um, you know, you you just don't like certain foods. So just put the foods, because there's a lot of fussy eaters out there. So just put the foods on there that you know are the foods that are going to help you. 
and you know look in your cupboards you know where are these foods that are the danger foods well I know where they are in mine you know I've got a big cupboard which if I go to I need to get a stick to pull food down and there's crisps in there and chocolate in there and biscuits and loads of yummy foods but if those foods were in my um cupboard I'm I'm saying parlour I don't have a parlour nobody has a parlour anymore but I've got a great big double cupboard which I've got um, all my tins and all my foods in. So if I had all that chocolate and those crisps and all that rubbish in there, I would be prone to be eating it because it will be at my eye level. So what you need to do is look at the foods that you've got around you and remove the foods that are on your eye level and take them somewhere higher that are not on your eye level. And you will only look at now foods that you see. So I look at couscous when I open my cupboard, tuna, um fresh salmon, tin salmon, um, what else might I look at in my cupboard, kidney beans, um, I might see lentils in there, um, chickpeas, and I do make my own hummus as well with chickpeas, a bit of garlic, a bit of lemon and um, natural yoghurt. Um, think about the foods that are very grounding so you know if you find that you're always running around everywhere and you're a bit scatty then those grounded foods the foods that are um, that come from the ground are the foods that you need in your diet so have a little think about what you've got and it might be that you've got an allotment or you know somebody that has an allotment so um, that's a lovely way of um, you know getting your produce so tomatoes I've got in the fridge tin tomatoes courgettes I make a lot of courgette and um, that courgette sometimes replaces um, pasta. So I don't always want pasta. So I might do a mince dish, for instance, with um, tinned tomatoes and garlic and um, some seasoning with a courgette instead of a pasta. But I've also got in my big cupboard, I've got brown rice and brown pasta because they fill you up for longer. So those foods um, will give you more energy and we'll fill you up for longer. Porridge is a really big stable that I have in my cupboard. And um, recently I've gone for porridge with a banana with hot water with a spoon of crunchy peanut butter. Absolutely gorgeous, beyond gorgeous. And that's a nice dish that you can have for breakfast. Or, you know, you might want a soup. You can buy um, a soup maker. They're not very expensive. They're about £25. And with the soup makers, you can just put in all your vegetables and um, just press the button and presto, you've got you've got your home soup. So there's no excuses. There really isn't. You know, try not to eat the processed foods and um, try and go back to nature. And, um, you know, a handful of nuts is really good. Um, linseeds, you know, just think of what it is that your body needs. Um, I love nuts, so that spoonful of nuts um, is enough for me. Um, I've got ribetas in the cupboard as well that are in my my view. I, olives, I love olives. Pickles, um, beetroot, um, heart lettuce, love a salad, really do. Uh, mushrooms i've been buying these lovely mushrooms um, that you can make but they're stuffed mushrooms and um they have got little um cream cheese in them i think you can put philadelphia light in mushrooms and then you can put a little breadcrumb over 
and they're lovely and my husband the other day brought in some stuffed peppers as well but you know these kind of things you can do they're quite easy to do so if it is weight or if it's that you just want to be healthier because you've noticed that you know your, your skin's looking a bit sallow or you know you, you've not been looking after yourself as, as well as you should then um, look at the foods you're eating and look at the amount of water that you are drinking and think about the hot foods that you're having in the day. You know, it's been colder the last day or so. So, you know, have you had a hotter meal at lunchtime? A nice jacket potato with um, baked beans and, you know, a jacket potato with tuna is lovely with a bit of natural yogurt. Or in the evening, you know, oh, what time are you eating a meal? I mean, here in our house, sometimes we do out eat our meal um, a little bit late, maybe eight o'clock due to work commitments. But I, I, I know that if I'm eating a dinner at 7.30, that's much better for me. I've also been um, testing out the, um, the, the fasting as well. And that actually works quite well for me. Sometimes I don't eat my first meal till one o'clock. And um, then my last meal finishes at nine. Um, and my daughter has actually, not that she needed to lose weight, but she has lost weight from that. And um, I gave it a go and it feels really, really good. So, you know, I do do that sometimes. Intermittent fasting is really good. Have you got an app on your phone? Are you aware how many activity points that you have done today? Are you doing the 10,000 challenge? And there's a lot of you out there that are doing the 10,000 challenge. And there is a 10,000 challenge going on for the month of March. And um, that's, you know, loads of people. I've got Lisa Stone, my sister. She did 15,000 steps yesterday and she's doing 10,000 a day, um, which is absolutely amazing. She's lost a stone in weight and that's a big shout out to her. So that is fantastic. She's really, you know, making those changes and she will get there. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, think about the activity you're doing. Now, I've been obviously stopped in my tracks a little bit because of my accident but um I will ensure that I go out for daily walks um and um you know I might not be able to do my dancing or you know I might not be able to do what I was doing before but I will be going back to the chair based yoga as soon as my eye doesn't look quite as um as awful and if we've got a sunny day tomorrow I might very well come on with my sunglasses on but um yeah so I just don't want to frighten you that's all I am okay though and um, I feel very blessed and I am so, so lucky that I didn't break my leg or I didn't break my arm or smash my kneecap or even concuss myself. I didn't, you know, smash open my head. So I feel very, very blessed and I'm holding my hands into a namaste now as I'm breathing in and breathing out. So I drop my right shoulder down and now my left. And drop my head down now and bring my head to the right and now bring the head back and the head to the left and to the front. Bringing that head back again and just being mindful that if your neck hurts, so just give that neck a little bit of a massage. And if you've got any oils there, um, use your oils. Um, I've, I'm putting um, a bit of the Detora oils on at the moment over my wrist, which is deep heat which um, is absolutely really amazing. And I know it's going to work on that wrist. And I've strapped up the wrist quite tight. So I've got um, a wrist support and I've also got a little brace from um, the hospital as well. So that's 
really helping to support that wrist because I want that healed as quickly as possible so I can get back to my kind of normal. And just breathing in and breathing out. Squeezing at the stomach. One, two, three, four and five. And one, two, three, four and five. And again, one, two, three, four, five. And one, two, three, four and five. And stretch that left arm right over. Stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Feel the stretch and the left just give it a nice stretch. And another really lovely thing to have, and you can get these in um, Home Bargains, uh, magnesium flakes, really, really good. And um, also you've got the um, the Himalaya salt, which is amazing as well. So, you know, if you've had a fall like I have, you know, they're the things that, you know, I'd be using in my bath. And um, also I'm using my oils as well. But be very careful when you use oils because you might slip and I don't want anyone slipping. I'm still in my Vox Life socks and I didn't have the Vox Life socks on when I fell. Thank you, Vicky, for reminding me of that one um, because I've been wearing them all day with my Vox Life insoles and socks. So I thought maybe I'd sleep better if I didn't have them on. But who knows? If I'd have had those on, maybe I wouldn't have slipped. I don't know. Hands back into Namaste, and I just want you to march on the spot. Run on the spot. March on the spot. Run on the spot. Take your right leg out and just give it a nice stretch. Stretch out that hamstring. Now the left leg, doing exactly the same. And just breathing in. And breathing out. And breathing in. And breathing out. So thank you so much for bearing with me. And it will be podcasts until I feel up to putting a video out there again. And, um, you know, you're all doing great. So keep up the good work. If you want to get involved with the 10,000 Step Challenge, inbox me. If you know of anybody else that would like to get involved, inbox me. If you want to get involved in the gratitude jars, let me know because I've got Angie Hawkey on that too. Huge namaste. Speak soon. Hi there. Well, due to me having a little bit of an accident um, earlier on in the week, I thought it would probably be better if I put out podcasts um, for the next few days because I don't want to, you know, frighten any of you or upset you with me coming on with a, a black eye. So what I want to talk about is how vitally important it is is that we are mindful um, about what we're doing. Now, I've had a little accident and um, I do regular meditations, relaxations, as you know, um, but I do have very, very, very busy life. And I think sometimes we take for granted what we have. So I have the use of both arms, both hands, legs, all my organs are working okay. I don't have any issues with my heart, my lungs. But I found myself without the use of my right hand because thankfully I haven't um, fractured it, but I have um, damaged um, it in the sense that I've got some deep uh, tissue um, issues going on there because I've, I actually whacked it. So 
I'm not able to use that right arm or right hand at the moment. And we just, you know, just try it. Put your right hand behind your back or sit on your right hand. Why don't you do that? And just see how you get on just using the left hand. So pick up a pen with the left hand and maybe just write your name. If you are left-handed, then I want you to do the opposite, okay? Pretend that your left hand is the hand that you can't use. And you just see how difficult it is to write your name. Um, even write a shopping list. Um, it's We don't have a lot of control of the other hand. So what I'm going to be learning from this is to start to use my other hand a bit more, maybe do more with my left hand um, while I rest this um, right hand up. And it might be that it feels better in three days or it might be that it might take me two weeks or three weeks. But, you know, all I know is that I have to rest that but that can, you know, th that will take its time because our bodies need time to heal. So just start to do a few things just with that other hand. Maybe pick up a cup with your left hand. Pick up something heavier with the left hand. See how that feels. And again, if you are left-handed, I want you to do this with your right hand. Not easy. It's not easy. So what else do we do? We put shoes on. Can we tie up laces without one of our hands? Can we, ladies, do up a bra with only one hand? Are we able to drive with one hand? So if I'd have hurt my left hand, um, my right hand is my stronger hand, but I still wouldn't be able to drive a car if I didn't have the control of my left hand. So, you know, we do do take these things for granted. So think about how that would feel to you if you could not use that and if you had a disability in that hand. I just think for a little while on that. Now, a session I did many years ago um, when I was studying NLP was to look at all the things that we love in our lives. So look at everything we're grateful for and write all our gratitudes down on a board and then take away some of those gratitudes and just leaving yourself with two things. And that's a really, 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 really difficult session to do. Because, you know, if you look at your gratitude, I'm gratitude for my health. I'm gratitude for the use of my arms and my legs, my eyes, my ears. I'm grateful for my family, my home, my water that I have out of my fridge. I have filtered water. Um, the food I have on my table, the amazing friends that I have around me, you know, the people that are there that are on Team Tina. But the most important person that needs to be on your team is you. You need to be on your team. And if you're overdoing it, you are going to possibly find that something's going to happen. So you've got to take time out. Now, I have to admit, before I had my accident, it, my life had been a little bit hectic. I'd had quite a, a few, you know, different things happening, um, really busy. And I didn't actually get a day off last week. And if I had have had a day off, then maybe that accident wouldn't have happened. So, you know, think about, you know, are you going to bed at the right time? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating enough and are you eating healthy? Are you drinking enough water? 
are you, you know, are, are you really in the here and the now? And are you focusing on the things that you love around you? Or are you, you know, in a position where you can't really see the wood from the trees? And, you know, sometimes we do go through life where life isn't always giving us what we want. And um, we don't feel grateful. But I really do want you all to have a little think about this because, you know, using your arms, being able to use your legs um, are really important. And, you know, I've got a dear friend of mine who had an accident a little while ago where she was at work and she just tripped over the ha- the um, the handle of her handbag. She tripped over it and she ended up breaking um, a leg and, you know, she was out of, you know, sorts for a while. And um, she's probably a lot more mindful now that, you know, she gets out of the car, that handbag is on the other seat of the car, that she doesn't put it on the floor. And, um, you know, have a think about your environment at home. You know, is your environment safe or have you got wires everywhere? And I'm looking at my floor as we speak. And, you know, I've had the computer on all day because I've been at work. And um, I've had a little heater there. And, you know, it's it's not actually um, really the safest environment. You know, somebody could easily trip over that if they were walking past me. So have a little think about you know, what what you're doing, you know, your bedroom, is that, you know, a safe place? Is it a place that you can just breathe and be and find tranquility? Or is it a place of chaos? And if you're finding that your home is quite chaotic, the chances are that your mind is also chaotic, because they do go hand in hand. So think about your gratitudes, write them down, and then minus your gratitudes and just leave yourself with two and see how you feel about doing that exercise. A really tough one because we wouldn't want to give away our health, would we? We don't want to do that. We don't want to lose our families and we don't want to have no food or water on our tables. But there are people out there, there's people that are homeless and they're homeless for no reason of their own. Um, and they're not able to, you know, get back into society because they don't have a fixed abode address. Um, maybe they've got into um, addictions or maybe they've got involved with people that are not going to, you know, be helpful to them to move forward. But, you know, when you look and you, you know, you put out there that you want to change, it's quite amazing the people that bounce back to you. It really and truly is. And, you know, I don't always give homeless uh, people money. Um, Sometimes I might just give them food. And, you know, there was a time that there was a homeless lady in the high street and I just went and bought her a bunch of bananas because I thought, you know, that's that would be good. You know, that'll give her energy. But she probably wanted money and wanted to buy her own thing. Um, There was another incident in Hainault a year or so ago where there was a young lady that was always begging outside the charity shop. And um, I even, you know, went and found her, you know, nice warm gloves and a nice hat and a scarf. And then I was told by the lady at the charity shop that actually she's not a homeless person at all, that she's got her own flat down the road. And, you know, she would just go there each day and earn some money. So, you know, there's people out there that aren't always, you know, who they seem to be. And that particular day when I first met this lady, um, there was a gentleman who said, what can I do? What can I give her? So I said, well, go into the kebab shop and, you know, get her a kebab. But ask her first if that's what she would like. And that's exactly what he did. And it, that made him feel good. 
So, you know, if there are people out there that are begging on the streets and they've got homes to live and that's what they're doing, they've only got to live with themselves, don't they? So, you know, you just do what you feel is the right thing for you to do. So just breathing in and breathing out. So I want you to think of all these gratitudes now. I don't want you to throw any away. Just hold the thought of all your gratitudes. And as you think of everything you have, you know, your arms that are working, your eyesight, your ears, you know, the fact that, you know, you might need a haircut, but, you know, you're lucky you've got your hair. You might need your nails done, but, you know, you've got your nails. And when things go back to normal, then that's something that you can have done. You know, it's not life changing, is it, really? But people have got different priorities in life. So there's a lot of people out there that want to do things for others. And by doing an act of kindness for somebody else is such a rewarding thing to do. It really is. And I received a lovely, beautiful bouquet of flowers today from a group of friends to wish me well. And they are absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous roses. And, you know, I was so, you know, I was really taken back because it was just such a lovely thing for them to do and such a lovely gesture. But, you know, also equally that made them feel good that they did something for me. And Shirley, thank you as well, you know, for sending me a lovely bouquet which arrived in the post. And that was so lovely to, you know, know that you're thinking of me. Um, and um, that makes me feel really special. And that helps with the healing process, you know, because at the end of the day, when we've been healing, um, you know, it's, it's very, you know, when we, when we need healing, really, um, you know, we, we want people to be there for us. Um, and, you know, it's nice to get a phone call from somebody to say, hi, I hope you're OK. Um, and some people are private and they don't want to talk about things and that's fine. But it's it's lovely it really is so lovely i've had so many beautiful messages on my facebook um on my tina grayson facebook feed of people wishing me well and lovely wishes and um it feels so lovely to feel loved and it makes me feel you know really happy but you know the minute i can do things for others i will and um that's part of who i am as a person hence why i'm in the health and well-being industry so, Vicky, a big shout out to you because you're doing amazing stuff. You really are. Alison, I'm going to need to call upon you because I'm going to need some exercises to do with this wrist. So I know that I can phone you. Shirley, you're doing great stuff out there. You really are. You're looking after the home and David and you're looking forward to seeing the children soon. And um, Ambrose, it's lovely to have you on here too. And, um, you know, I've just mentioned some of the regulars. And Raina, you were an absolute angel. Thank you again for my lovely flowers the other day. I'm running out of vases now, which is quite funny. Um, but just taking time out and, you know, thinking about somebody else that's maybe less fortunate of you than you makes you feel quite lovely. So there's a saying where you can put all your keys on a table but you would end up taking back those same keys. And that's so true with me. And just this accident, you know, this has taught me so much as well about, you know, not having the ability to use that arm. And all right, so I'm going to have a scar on my face from a fall. But, um, you know, I would always remember by looking at that scar what happened. And um, it might make me a little bit more mindful next time I wake up at five to three in the morning that I put a light on in the bathroom or that um, I'm, you know, a little bit more awake before I 
get up. Um, so things can happen to us at any time. I could have been walking down the street. I could have been um, just in the lounge. Accidents happen at home. And it's also got me thinking, there's a really beautiful lady who I am part of a network group with called Olianka. And um, she does um, insurance. So if basically you've been um, working from home, you might possibly have an accident because you're working at home. And have you got an insurance there? Have you got an insurance protection? So you can be paying out as little as £24 a month or even less, I'm certain. And if you were to have an accident, then you would get a payout. So if you couldn't work, um, you would get a lump sum of money. Now, in my case, I don't have anything like that. So, you know, I if I don't work, I don't earn money. And if I don't earn money, I don't pay bills. So I've put out there... Um, in a group that I would need a, a a driver, somebody that can just help me over the next week to maybe two weeks. Um, and ping, you know, my lovely um, Andrew over the road, a priest, has already come back and said, I will help you. And I said, well, that's lovely of you. Thank you. And I'll pay you for that. And it's like, no, I don't want payment. That's, that's what I want to do. And um, it is just so lovely when people want to do acts of kindness for you and they can so there's lots of volunteering opportunities out there and um certainly when we start going back to some form of normality there's going to be an awful lot of people a lot of elderly people that haven't been out for a year that um are going to need some beautiful um voluntary help to you know help them get that confidence back to to go out again so, you know, again, you know, some of the elderly might not have um, the balance that you've got. They might feel um, overwhelmed by what's been happening with the pandemic. It could be that you teach them a little bit of my yoga, yoga chair base, that, you know, you share a conversation with them and take them on a meditation journey and make them, you know, lift their spirits because you are able to do that. So carrying on from, you know, the yoga classes that I've been running, they've not just been yoga, they've been a lot more than that. I've been teaching um, different um, pressure points in the body, in the hands and in the feet. Um, and you can give yourself a hand massage or a foot massage and you can, you know, clear some of the toxins from your body. A lot of people have been coming through to me with weight. Um, I've got not only Facebook, but I do send um, a lot of links to um, other people on WhatsApp that are part of this group. And um, weight has been a huge one. You know, there's a lot of people that have put on the COVID, um, or they've gone the COVID bulge. And um, they're now panicking a bit because they've got weddings coming up in August. And it's like, let's get rid of this bulge. What are we going to do? So be mindful about that. If you want to lose the weight, you need to make some changes. And, um, you know, a really good way of doing that would be to fill up um, a jar of the weight that you have gained in pounds. And you can do this this way and the other way. So if you've put on £10 throughout COVID, put £10 coins into a jar. Now, the minute you lose weight, you take the pound coins from the gains jar into the loss jar. And what you want to see by the end of this month is that the loss jar has more coins in it than the gains jar. And um, I am going to be delivering some jars to some clients that have done amazing through COVID. And um, Tim Barr, you are one of them. You have lost 
um, three stone. £42. That is absolutely incredible. And how easily could you have put on two stone or three stone? You know, if you get into bad habits, um, you can easily put on weight. So what you need to be doing is looking about looking at what you've got around you. Are the foods that you have around you, are they your food friends? Or the foods around you, are they actually your enemies? Are they your saboteurs? So think about who does the shopping. And if it's you that does the shopping, is it you that brings in um, these foods that you can't resist? The chocolate. It's fine to have chocolate, but in, you know, it's the whole thing is if you're buying chocolate and you know that you are going to eat the whole bar or whole and nut, then it's not going to be a sensible option. If you can stick to one square or two squares as your treat, then that's different. And there's different things you can do. You can melt the chocolate. Um, you can put chocolate in the freezer. You can um, have a hot chocolate drink as well. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do. So you get in the foods that you want. And I've had a client working with me um, as well for the last six months. And what I've got her to do is get pictures of herself when she's slim. Now, if that's not possible, and if she hasn't got pictures of herself slim, what she can do is put pictures of her face onto a slim lady or a man's face on a man that it will is the right height and that is more or less the right build. And um, then it becomes a visual. So you might want to put that visual on your jar, on your lost jar. And you might want to put maybe on the lost jar even all the foods that are going to be your food friends. So like your one banana a day, your tinned pineapple, drained of juices, um, some apples, maybe grapes, um, loads of salad, fresh vegetables, um, lean meats, chicken, fresh fish, salmon, um, prawns, really good. You know, or it might be that, you know, you are a vegetarian or you are, um, you know, you, you just don't like certain foods. So just put the foods, because there's a lot of fussy eaters out there. So just put the foods on there that you know are the foods that are going to help you. And, you know, look in your cupboards, you know, where are these foods that are the danger foods? Well, I know where they are in mine. You know, I've got a big cupboard, which if I go to, I need to get a stick to pull food down. And there's crisps in there and chocolate in there and biscuits and loads of yummy foods. But if those foods were in my um, cupboard, I'm, I'm saying parlour. I don't have a parlour. Nobody has a parlour anymore. But I've got a great big double cupboard which I've got um, all my tins and all my foods in. So if I had all that chocolate and those crisps and all that rubbish in there, I would be prone to be eating it because it will be at my eye level. So what you need to do is look at the foods that you've got around you and remove the foods that are on your eye level and take them somewhere higher that are not on your eye level. And you will only look at now foods that you see. So I look at couscous when I open my cupboard, tuna, um, fresh salmon, tin salmon, um, what else might I look at in my cupboard, kidney beans, um, I might see lentils in there, um, chickpeas, and I do make my own hummus as well with chickpeas, a bit of garlic, a bit of lemon and um, natural yoghurt. 
Um, think about the foods that are very grounding. So, you know, if you find that you're always running around everywhere and you're a bit scatty, then those grounded foods, the foods that are um, that come from the ground are the foods that you need in your diet. So have a little think about what you've got. And it might be that you've got an allotment or you know somebody that has an allotment. So um, that's a lovely way of, um, you know, getting your produce. So tomatoes I've got in the fridge, tin tomatoes, courgettes. I make a lot of courgette. And um, that courgette sometimes replaces um, pasta. So I don't always want pasta. So I might do a mince dish, for instance, with um, tin tomatoes and garlic and um, some seasoning with a courgette instead of a pasta. But I've also got in my big cupboard, I've got brown rice and brown pasta because they fill you up for longer. So those foods um, will give you more energy and will fill you up for longer. Porridge is a really big stable that I have in my cupboard. And um, recently I've gone for porridge with a banana with hot water with a spoon of crunchy peanut butter. Absolutely gorgeous, beyond gorgeous. And that's a nice dish that you can have for breakfast or, you know, you might want a soup. You can buy um, a soup maker. They're not very expensive. They're about £25. And with the soup makers, you can just put in all your vegetables and um, just press the button and presto, you've got you've got your home soup. So there's no excuses. There really isn't. You know, try not to eat the processed foods and um, try and go back to nature. And, um, you know, a handful of nuts is really good. Um, linseeds, you know, just think of what it is that your body needs. Um, I love nuts, so that spoonful of nuts um, is enough for me. Um, I've got Rivetas in the cupboard as well that are in my my view. I, olives, I love olives. Pickles, um, beetroot, um, heart lettuce, love a salad, really do. Uh, mushrooms, I've been buying these lovely mushrooms um, that you can make, but they're stuffed mushrooms and... Um, they have got little um, cream cheese in them. I think you can put Philadelphia light in mushrooms and then you can put a little breadcrumb over and they're lovely. And my husband the other day bought in some stuffed peppers as well. But, you know, these kind of things you can do. They're quite easy to do. So if it is weight or if it's that you just want to be healthier because you've noticed that, you know, your, your skin's looking a bit sallow or, you know, you, you've not been looking after yourself as, as well as you should then um, look at the foods you're eating and look at the amount of water that you are drinking. And think about the hot foods that you're having in the day. You know, it's been colder the last day or so. So, you know, have you had a hotter meal at lunchtime? A nice jacket potato with um, baked beans and, you know, a jacket potato with tuna is lovely with a bit of natural yogurt. Or in the evening, you know, oh, what time are you eating a meal? I mean, here in our house, sometimes we do out eat our meal um, a little bit late, maybe eight o'clock due to work commitments. But I, I, I know that if I'm eating a dinner at 7.30, that's much better for me. I've also been um, testing out the, um, the, the fasting as well. And that actually works quite well for me. Sometimes I don't eat my first meal till one o'clock and um, then my last meal finishes at nine. Um, and my daughter has actually, not that she needed to lose weight, but she has lost weight from that. And um, I gave it a go and it feels really, really good. So, you know, I do do that sometimes. Intermittent fasting is really good. 
Have you got an app on your phone? Are you aware how many activity points that you have done today? Are you doing the 10,000 challenge? And there's a lot of you out there that are doing the 10,000 challenge. And there is a 10,000 challenge going on for the month of March. And um, that's, you know, loads of people. I've got Lisa Stone, my sister. She did 15,000 steps yesterday and she's doing 10,000 a day. Um, which is absolutely amazing. She's lost a stone in weight and that's a big shout out to her. So that is fantastic. She's really, you know, making those changes and she will get there. There's no two ways about it. So, you know, think about the activity you're doing. Now, I've been obviously stopped in my tracks a little bit because of my accident, but um, I will ensure that I go out for daily walks um, and, um, you know, I might not be able to do my dancing or, you know, I might not be able to do what I was doing before, but I will be going back to the chair based yoga as soon as my eye doesn't look quite as, um, as awful. And if we've got a sunny day tomorrow, I might very well come on with my sunglasses on, but, um, yeah, so I just don't want to frighten you. That's all. I am okay though. And um, I feel very blessed and I am so, so lucky that I didn't break my leg or I didn't break my arm or smash my kneecap or even concuss myself. I didn't, you know, smash open my head. So I feel very, very blessed and I'm holding my hands into a namaste now as I'm breathing in and breathing out. So I drop my right shoulder down and now my left. And drop my head down now and bring my head to the right and now bring the head back and the head to the left and to the front. Bringing that head back again and just being mindful that if your neck hurts, so just give that neck a little bit of a massage. And if you've got any oils there, um, use your oils. Um, I've, I'm putting um, a bit of the Detora oils on at the moment over my wrist, which is deep heat which um, is absolutely really amazing. And I know it's going to work on that wrist. And I've strapped up the wrist quite tight. So I've got um, a wrist support and I've also got a little brace from um, the hospital as well. So that's really helping to support that wrist because I want that healed as quickly as possible so I can get back to my kind of normal. And just breathing in. And breathing out. Squeezing the stomach. One, two, three, four and five. And one, two, three, four and five. And again, one, two, three, four, five. And one, two, three, four and five. And stretch that left arm right over. Stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Feel the stretch. And the left, just give it a nice stretch. And another really lovely thing to have, and you can get these in um, Home Bargains, uh, magnesium flakes, really, really good. And um, also you've got the um, the Himalaya salt, which is amazing as well. So, you know, if you've had a fall like I have, you know, they're the things that, you know, I'd be using in my bath. And um, also I'm using my oils as well. But be very careful when you use oils because you might slip and I don't want anyone slipping. I'm still in my Vox Life socks and I didn't have the Vox Life socks on when I fell. Thank you, Vicky, for reminding me of that one um, because I've been wearing them all day with my Vox Life inner soles and socks. So I thought maybe 
I'd sleep better if I didn't have them on. But who knows? If I'd have had those on, maybe I wouldn't have slipped. I don't know. Hands back into Namaste. And I just want you to march on the spot. Run on the spot. March on the spot. Run on the spot. Take your right leg out and just give it a nice stretch. Stretch out that hamstring. Now the left leg doing exactly the same. And just breathing in and breathing out. And breathing in and breathing out. So thank you so much for bearing with me and it will be podcasts until I feel up to putting a video out there again. And, um, you know, you're all doing great. So keep up the good work. If you want to get involved with the 10,000 Step Challenge, inbox me. If you know of anybody else that would like to get involved, inbox me. If you want to get involved in the Gratitude Jars, let me know because I've got Angie Hawkey on that too. Huge namaste. Speak soon. Hi there. Well, today is Friday and Friday the 5th of March. And um, the weather was rather spring-like, I believe, earlier on in the week. And we saw some lovely little daffodils popping up. And, you know, I've even bought my sunflower seeds to plant. And it's just really lovely when we get light, brighter days. But we also get days that are a little bit dull as well. And um, I just want you to remember that even if it's a dull day and it's a rainy day, that you are still shining through. So you are that bright light um, and you will carry on that bright light throughout that day. However the weather is, whatever is going on out there, your job is to keep shining brightly. So how can you do that? By looking after your own health and well-being, by ensuring that you have enough water. And I keep emphasising this, two litres of water a day is what we need. Regular exercise, whatever that exercise is. So it could be that you're doing the 10,000 step challenge that a lot of people are doing. And you are getting out there for your walks, which is lovely to get out there for a nice brisk walk. Or it could be that you're doing dance to step up your steps. Or it could be that you're doing the household workout. Whatever it be that you're doing, just be mindful that to break down your 10,000 steps would be a really good way of doing it. So if you were to do 250 steps um, in the morning and then, you know, bring it up. So lunchtime, you get in some more steps. And then three o'clock, you can reassess where you're at because you've still got many hours left in your day that you can do a little bit more activity. Or it might be that you want to put on an old um, workout DVD or you connect your your computer to your TV and you do your favourite dance classes. Now, there are a variety of channels um, on Sky where you can also get some... um, activity in but you've just got to be honest with yourself there is no point in you doing the 10k challenge if you are not going to achieve what you set out to achieve now what you can also do is get people to sponsor you so a lot of people are raising money for cancer research um, but that you might have another uh, charity that is really dear to your heart so you could be you know earning some money for them You could get yourself out there and have um, a Just Giving page. 
that would be really good. Maybe you could get your local community to sponsor you for a sponsor book that you could set up and just choose what charity it is. Now, there are a lot of charities that have been suffering through this pandemic, unfortunately. And also, there's been, you know, a lot of people that have been falling apart. And some of the reasons for that is that they're not doing enough exercise. If you were to bottle how it feels to exercise, you would find that those bottles would sell out immediately because those endorphins um, that are released when you do some form of exercise are absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. So if we sold a bottle of endorphins, those bottles of endorphins would be sold. But we, it's not as simple as that. You have to do the work, unfortunately. So you have to put in the work to get the results. So if you've gone through a little bit of a crisis over lockdown and you've found that you've been a bit more addicted to food than normal and the wrong kind of foods and you're now thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to go back to work and I can't get into my clothes, just do not panic. First thing you can do is have a little bit of a spring clean, look at the foods that have been your food friends throughout and look at the foods that have been your food enemies and then you can sort of work out what you're going to take with you into the spring and what's going to be your food friend for the next three months. So we just break things up into bite-sized chunks. And if people say to me, oh, I've got four stone to lose or five stone to lose, then obviously you need to break it. Because if you look at five stone, that's a humongous uh, amount to lose in one go. So I'd let clients break it into seven pounds. So seven pounds, you know, over whatever period of time, maybe we look at seven pounds over two months or seven pounds over a month and a half. But set yourself realistic goals and realistic targets because if you are setting yourself unrealistic goals, then you are going to feel that you have failed. So the thing I'm working on at the moment are these gratitude jars where we're putting in the things that we are grateful for in our lives. But also those gratitude jars are going to be filled up with pound coins when you lose a pound. So each pound you lose in weight, you are going to put in your gratitude jar. And you will find, you know, once you've lost a stone, you will add a stone in the jar as well. And you've got 14 pounds and one stone. Two stones, 28 pounds, brilliant. Three stones, 42 pounds. So you, there might be something you want to buy with that money. So it's like a smoker. If you're a smoker and you want to give up smoking, you've got to think of the why and the reason why you want to give up smoking. So you might want to add in messages into your gratitude jar on the why. And then for each week you do not buy cigarettes you put the money that you would have spent on cigarettes into your jar and that will be your gratitude jar and you are giving yourself extra time on your life just by not smoking so cigarettes these days i haven't got a clue how much they are but let's say 10 pounds or 12 pounds for a packet so if you are a smoker and you smoke three packets a week that is a lot of money so think about that over a year and when I speak to somebody that wants to give up smoking, they've really got to want to give up. They really need the why on the reason why 
they want to give up because if they don't want to give up and it's somebody else that's making them, they are not going to succeed. So there might be other habits. It might be that you've been having a bottle of wine every night throughout COVID and um, you found that you just feel sluggish the next day and it's also costing you money. You know, a bottle of wine, you're spending six quid a night. I mean, that adds up, doesn't it? What could you do with that money? Have a little think. What would you do with that money? You might want to put that money aside for a holiday or you might want to put it aside for a theatre outing. There might be something else that you want to do. And then we look at different addictions as well because everyone's addicted to something. You might be a shopaholic um, you might have been stopped in your tracks a bit by shopping because of COVID that you've not been able to physically go to the shops. But I know lots of people that go continually shopping and they take everything back. Or even in COVID, they've been shopping and then they've been getting a refund by sending the goods back. But it's not so much fun. So again, you could look at yourself and ask why are you doing that? What's that feeling? What What is that fulfilling you with? It might be that you don't have enough positivity in your life to keep yourself busy. So you could maybe looking at some hobbies, joining a U3A group maybe, or you could be looking at um, some voluntary work that you could do. And there are so many organisations looking for volunteers. So, you know, there's always a job for you to do. So don't ever feel that you are on the scrap heap. If you've been made redundant, you might feel that now it's time for you to look at fulfilling your dream and doing your dream job and, you know, living your life purpose. And that is very, very scary. I know it is for a lot of people to make that change. But the minute you jump off that hamster wheel of life and put out there in a positive way what it is that you want, you will be absolutely shocked on what comes back to you. So you need to be true to yourself. And that's really what I wanted to share with you today. And just attitude of gratitude, just sitting there in your own space with a quiet mind and just breathing in and breathing out and breathing in and breathing out. And again, breathing in and out and in and out and be kind to you spend time nurturing yourself take time to rest when you need to work when you can and do an act of kindness for somebody every day because by doing an act of kindness it just feels amazing it's the loveliest thing to do so be kind to you maybe do an act of kindness for you today as a huge namaste Bye for now. Okay, so Tina Grayson, the beginning. So I was born on the 28th of March and I was born to um, a dad called Bernard Kay and a mother called Myrna Kay. And my journey started, I was born in Sunnyside Road in Ilford. And the sun and sunniness has always been with me in my life. And that is that I do try to uplift people's spirits. 
Um, I always walk around with a smile on my face. And I was very blessed to have been given the gift of um, communication at a very early age. So as a youngster, we'd go on a holiday to Devon or Cornwall, and I would end up copying the people that I would meet and their accents, not deliberately, but um, that, that was me. And as a little girl, I was quite little, quite short, with a um, very pale face, but massive freckles all over my face. And I looked at life through rose-tinted rose glasses, as most of us do. I remember, you know, going to school and skipping to school and singing along the way. And I was quite a happy child. Now, as a young girl, I realised quite early in life that my mother was suffering from some form of um, mental health issue. I would come home from school some days and she'd be in bed. Or other days I'd come home and it would be dark in the kitchen and um, I'd go to put a light on and she would snap at me, do not put the light on. Um, and I would just say, oh, right, okay, and I would scurry away. So I spent a lot of time in my bedroom as a youngster or watching TV. Now, my mother didn't really um, know how to bring children up and she got married very early. She'd um, married my father when she was 19 and she had my sister, Debbie, at 20. And I came along the year after, 21. So that was quite, you know, a lot to take on board um, as a young lady. And um, years later, she had my younger sister. But my father was very much um, a kind of guy who just loved life and had lovely energy. And the attraction was between my mum and dad was that, first of all, my mother was very beautiful. So my father was attracted to that. But my dad was an avid sportsman. And, you know, he would always give his table tennis bat and ball a lot more attention than anybody else. But she liked him and they ended up together and the reason she chose him which she shared with me in later life was because she did not want her children to grow up like her because she's a very introvert lady quite a shy woman um but you know there there's a very different side to her as well as i found out in um later years which i'll share with you soon so, you know, moving on, I was born in Sunnyside Road. Um, my sister Debbie was a year old when I was born. And my parents moved from Sunnyside Road to Hornchurch, where they took a dress shop. And my father would be working in a variety of different jobs, but he was a bank clerk and he worked his way up into a corporate manager, which he was very proud of himself for. And I must admit, I'm very proud of him too, for all the achievements um, that he's achieved throughout his life. So there my mother was with a young baby and my grandmother um, came round to see, see the baby, to say hello. And it was inconvenient for my mother. And my mother just opened the door and said, I'm sorry, it's inconvenient and shut the door. The sadness of this is uh, my grandmother was suffering from some mental health issues and she took her life. And um, when I came along, her name was Bertha. Thankfully, they didn't call me Bertha, but they called me after her. And my name is Bettina. So my real name is Bettina Ruth 
Kay was my name. Now, my father's name, his surname, was in fact Kaplinoff, and they changed that name many, many years ago. Thank goodness for that too. Because I think for me, school was bad enough, let alone being called Bettina Ruth Kaplanoff. So in school, people would call me Tina and I would respond to that. And at that time, Coronation Street was on and I didn't want to be called Betty. And also, it used to upset me when people called me Bettina because I knew it was a very unusual name and um, I didn't want to really stand out from everybody else. So life for me, I would skip to school. I remember singing to, you know, when I used to go to school, singing in the rain, if it was a rainy day, jumping in the puddles, you know, stuff that kids do. And I would walk to school on my own. And, you know, later on, we changed schools. And when we did, um, I would then get the bus to Barkingside because we were living um, just near Valentine's Park, near where the um, the um, swimming pool was at one stage uh, on Perth Road. So, life for me as a kid, I would spend my summers at at the pool, jumping in and jumping out. Um, I would get burnt, unfortunately, a very, very fair skin. And I didn't always, you know, stop to put the suntan lotion on because I was too busy having fun and enjoying myself. And then I would be spending the weekends with my family at a cricket match and my father at the time was playing for the old blues and it could have been a, a home game or it could have been an away game so we used to travel to these away games and we'd spend hours upon hours just running around the fields and playing and engaging with the other children now I was blessed in the sense that my personality was what shone for me so even though I wasn't the prettiest little thing, and there's a picture here of me and uh, my family as well, I was cute and people found me very, very cute. Now, from an education point of view, I struggled. Um, I think if I had been assessed today, I might have um, been on the borderline of attention deficit disorder or, you know, maybe um, some other learning difficulty because I found it hard to grasp um, early education at school and I think part of this was that I needed glasses and instead of saying to my mum and dad that I needed glasses I kept quiet but that affected not only my hearing because I couldn't hear but my vision so my vision was off and that affected my hearing so I would find a lot of the time that I would just be in my own little world um, you know, Doddy Daydream, just taking myself somewhere else. I was probably doing meditation, relaxations from the age of five and six. But I was happy enough um, myself, you know, I would play outside, playing skipping with my neighbours. And Tracy, um, who's still a friend of mine, um, her aunt used to live about six doors away. And then another lady used to live maybe five doors or four doors, Claudia Barber, who I know today is my friend. So because there was three of us girls, we were able to play skipping outside. And um, these the neighbours used to come in and, and play with us. Now, when my sister was born, Debbie, and she's born on the 5th of March, 
my grandma on my dad's side came to visit. And I'm assuming it was an unannounced visit because when she arrived, my mother informed her that it was an inconvenient time. And I'm sorry, but you can't come in. Soon after that, unfortunately, my, my mother, my grandmother chose to take her life. Now, my father, being a larger than life kind of character, would never speak about this at all. It was more or less a taboo subject. Apart from when I was born, they renamed me, named me after her because her name was Bertha. And that's quite traditional in a Jewish family. But that name haunted me um, for many, many years and in lots of different ways that did affect my mental health. And I'll share this with you further along in my journey. So there I was, quite an uh, outgoing, extrovert little girl, but also um, very introvert too. So, you know, if I was out there doing the things that I loved, I was out outgoing. And if I was doing things I didn't, I would go into my shell. And I remember, you know, spending a lot of time in my bedroom, um, cutting out pictures of dogs and deciding what dog I'd have one day. And I used to sketch and I would always have a pad and a, a pencil. And I used to sketch um, outfits, um, used to draw fashion, actually, um, from a young age. And if that wasn't what I was doing, I was doing a jigsaw puzzle with my dad or I would be busy painting by numbers or doing some other form of craft. So I loved crafting. And also I loved being outdoors. And um, we spent a lot of time outdoors in the summer months at the cricket matches. And also as I got older, at Valentine's Park, because we lived round the corner from the park. And um, my grandma used to come and visit us on a Friday with bags of sweets. And um, we would then, you know, obviously get very excited and then walk around the lake with her, the little boating lake that used to be at Valentine's Park. So here's a picture of my mom and my family and my grandma and um, some pictures here of when we were little girls. And this is the beginning of the, of the story. But my relationship with my mother um, really, there wasn't one. And as sad as it seems, it was quite obvious that she was suffering from some mental health issues. Hi there. Well, I hope everyone's well and all uh, having a really great Monday. Um, you might have found that the weather hasn't been as good as we would have liked it to be. So I just wonder if you'd managed all to get some activity in at the weekend. So I had an amazing day on Sunday. It was my birthday and it was in fact my second lockdown birthday um, because last year it was the same. But my day was spent with the most amazing um, messages from friends. I, I honestly feel quite overwhelmed with the abundance of love that I've been shown. And, you know, I've had Zoom meetings going on as well. So I started my day with a wonderful uh, message from my daughter in Australia and a Zoom call with both my daughters, followed by um, some time with four of my friends on Zoom where we were singing and dancing and the idea was the theme would be Mamma Mia. 
and um, that was my choice because I love I love um, ABBA music and I love singing and I love dancing so that was amazing and that was then uh, followed by me going to my mum's to do her a lunch call coming back and having a wonderful walk um, with some girlfriends too and just you know obviously social distancing walking and um, just having a really good laugh and returned and had coffee outside with um, a sing song and we were singing all the old songs Doris Day numbers and um, just sort of reminiscing of some you know funny things that have happened to us in the past so you know birthdays are very very special I was also very blessed to be invited into uh, health and well-being day which has been happening um, virtually most weekends throughout lockdown and my topic for the health and well-being and I'm going to share some of that with you was all about love so the love that I felt from all my amazing friends today on my birthday and all the beautiful blessings and wishes that I've been given um, which has really really been very uplifting and you know again a highlight for me was when my neighbour's two little boys uh, arrived and they're only five and um, a gorgeous card which they'd written and a bouquet of flowers from both of them um, really did melt my heart and I feel so so blessed that I've got so many people in my life um, that are on my team on team Tina because it has been a quite difficult year for a lot of us and you know some of us are suffering more than others and you know there is always so much to be grateful for so my theme for um to sunday's um health and well-being was love and how do we treat ourselves do we treat ourselves with the love that we're given from people around us so the first thing if you were unwell your doctor would ask you number one how much water are you drinking are you drinking two liters of water a day and if the answer is no then you might be feeling dehydrated or a little bit under the weather another question that your doctor would always ask you is what is your activity like are you active now we know that activity is important but it's finding something that you love doing for yourself if it be relaxation meditation it might be walking or it might just be you know running or dancing or there could be something that you just love doing so it is so important to take time out of your day for yourself now i do run a chair-based yoga class and I run that daily at five o'clock, Mondays to Fridays. And if that is something that you would be interested in, if you friend request me, and that is Tina Grayson on Facebook, I will then send you a message and invite you in to my chair-based yoga. The other thing that you could do for yourself for 20 minutes a day is lay on the floor and put your feet up at the wall. So your legs are straight at the wall and that is gonna help you with your digestive system. That's gonna help you 
with water retention. It's gonna help you with anxiety, stress. It will help you with your sleep. And it will also help you with your kidneys and your whole well-being. So it's a really good way just to spend some time doing something just for you where you are doing something that your body is going to love you for and it will also help to give you a flatter stomach if that's something that you are wanting. Now a lot of us have put on the Covid stone or seven pounds and if we carry on eating the sugary foods and the foods that are comfort foods for us we're going to find that we're going to come out of the pandemic not being able to get into our clothes and that's not going to be much fun so the person that needs to make the changes is yourself so it could be that you just need to take more time in your day to love yourself to think of yourself and put yourself first if it be that you come on board with my 30-minute chair-based classes or you join another fitness class on Zoom or you just put your legs up at the wall for 20 minutes and reap the benefits of that. So we will recap. That will help you with stress, depression, anxiety, with sleep. It will help you with any water retention that you might have. If you've got sore, aching legs, that will really help. And most importantly, that helps you with your digestive system too. So that's really something that you can do for yourself. A 30 minute walk a day, just getting out there in the park, getting out there in nature, even walking around your garden, clearing some of the debris, the leaves, and just rebooting yourself. We all need a bit of nature and just getting out to your local park and just watching what's going on around you. Just watching the flowers as they pop up. All the daffodils are out at the moment. The blossoms on the trees are absolutely beautiful. The birds that you see sitting on the trees and the dogs that you might come across as you're walking in your park. And you know, all these things are really, really uplifting from seeing a little baby that might just laugh or smile or a child that might be riding a bike or, you know, kicking a football. All these things are so, so uplifting and just so lovely. So let's look at what we have to be grateful for. So I was grateful this morning that I was able to wake up, see properly, hear properly, be able to move my body, walk, use my hands, use my arms, and I'm healthy, and I'm so blessed for that. Now, if I was to lose the use of my right arm or right hand, my life would be quite difficult for me. So let's look at what we do have, and let's be grateful for that. Another thing that you can be doing every single day is sending yourself an energy ball. And how that works is you just put your hands together 
and you just rub your hands together and you do that for a few minutes and you will feel the heat in between your hands. And once you feel the heat in between your hands, I just want you to part your hands a bit and you will feel that there is an energy in between your hands. And now start moving your hands into a ball, imagining that you have a ball of light in between your hands. And as you move your hands around, just think about everything that you have in your life that you love. So it might be your partner, your children, your home, the fact that you've got water coming out of your tap, that you've got food on the table, you've got heating, you've got the use of your limbs, your arms and your legs, that you are well, that you can go out for walks, all the things that you love, just put them all into your beautiful ball. And this ball is a crystal coloured ball and it is as pure white as it can be. And when you put in everything that you love, what I then want you to do is to throw that into the top of your head and feel that beautiful energy of light just working its way all around the back of your head, all around your forehead, around your face, into your right ear, around your throat, around your left ear, down your left arm, and just holding anywhere that you might be in distress, that you might have some form of pain. And moving that energy now into your right arm, back up, into your chest area, around your heart, and just feeling that warmth in your heart now. And leaving it there for a little while as you move that energy now into your tummy. And just allowing that to hold in your stomach. And moving that now from your tummy area into your right leg, into your thigh, in your calf, and to the back of your foot. And bringing that up now into your groin area and moving it into your left leg, into your thigh, all around your calf. And bringing it back up into your tummy and then holding that in your heart. And you will start feeling really, really warm and really, really calm. And above all, feeling this healing energy all around you is absolutely beautiful. Now, what you have to remember is that you need to send yourself an energy ball every day. And before you can do acts of kindness and loving things for others, you need to put yourself first. So if you've got an aunt or an uncle, a member of your family that you've not seen for a while because of COVID restrictions, you can send them an energy ball, but send them individually. 
but work on you first. You need to send that energy full of love and healing to yourself first. And once you've done that, you can look at a picture of somebody you love. And I've got a picture here of my beautiful daughter, Lara, who lives in Ramwick in Sydney. And I look at her and I think how much I love her. And I make this energy ball and I make this energy ball bigger, putting everything about her that I love. And once I've made this energy ball, just the same way as I've done with myself, moving your hands together first, giving them that warmth, and then getting that energy in the middle of your hands and imagining this beautiful white light, I can then send that energy ball to her. And she's all these thousands and thousands of miles away. But I know that this is something that I can do and I'm sending this with love. And I throw this ball to her. And I just imagine her receiving this ball. And it might be that it's in the middle of the night over there, but it doesn't matter. While she's asleep, she will be receiving these beautiful energy balls of love, light and healing. And that is how energy works. So if you could imagine everybody doing this every day, what kind of world would we be living in? But we aren't taught to do this. And, you know, I was taught this many years ago when I learnt Reiki. I was taught that I could give healing to myself. But as well as giving healing to myself, I could give absent healing too. And normally when you give absent healing, you need permission um, from the person that you are sending the healing to. So I could have a healing book with lots of different names of people there that I send healing to them all in one go. Or I could just concentrate for five or 10 minutes on that person and just send my beautiful energy of love and light and healing to them. So anybody can do this. What you just need to do is connect. So you need to connect with a higher energy, an energy of love, and love is the highest vibration. So when it's a birthday and we get all these beautiful messages, happy blessed birthday, I bless you. Um, you know, something that a friend sent me today was a, a little poem. And um, this poem read, happy birthday, Tina, wishing you a wonderful time. I wonder if we would see you as wasn't sure it would be fine. Hope today you have a good rest and you're feeling very well. A day of pampering, be blessed, as you're a little angel. Hope this year is magical too, my darling fabulous friend. You deserve the best whatever you do, from the start to the very end. I mean, how lovely. Have a magical day, full of sparkles to a beautiful friend. I mean, that is just something so beautiful that, you know, that's really touched my heart. And another message, this is a limerick. Um, Friends make the world a happier place. To Tina, my dear special friend, there's wishes I would like to send. It's your big day, how great, so let's celebrate. And look forward to hugs in the end. Lots of love and a virtual kiss from your adorable friend, Yvonne. And, you know, words are so important, so important. 
So, you know, if there's somebody out there that you want to send love to, by sending them a card with flowers, a card with a lovely message will really, really uplift them. And that's something, you know, if you've got a bereavement, we had a card sent to us a while ago, and that was to Chloe and family, my deepest sympathies for your loss. I hope the happy memories of your loved ones manage to wash over this difficult time and stay with you forever. All my love, Kayla. And that was from a friend of mine, um, my daughter's, um, who sent us a bouquet of flowers and a beautiful card. So cards are really, really important. And you know, the words and the cards and the pictures on the cards can really uplift somebody. And you know, for me, I've got something here in my room which says friends are like stars. They come and they go and only the true ones actually glow. And it is so true. You know who those people are, those friends that you couldn't be without in life. But we also know that everything has a, a start, beginning, a middle and an end. And it's those beautiful memories that you make along the way with these lovely friends that are full of love for you. So what I want you to take from this today really is be kind to you. Be a champion for yourself. It doesn't matter if things haven't gone your way in the past. Just start being your best friend. And I learned this many years ago when I was doing coaching. And that was, I was never really very kind to myself. I would always be pulling myself up for maybe not being bright enough or pretty enough, slim enough, clever enough. But I am good enough just the way I am. And all of you, you are okay just the way you are. And it's just accepting who you are as a person. And I think as we get older, this is something we learn along the way. We have an inner beauty, every one of us does. That inner light does shine. And sometimes that is what people are attracted to. It might not be your particular, it might be not your face or, you know, the way you look, but there is something about that person that shines through. So I want you to look at what it is that you do have. What is your special gift that you have been given? It might be like mine is, my gift of communication. It might be your gift of writing. It could be that you have the gift of singing or you have the most amazing gift of empathy and that you are always there for your friends. Now, we're always giving words of wisdom to our friends and we are there always to support them throughout their journeys. So I want you now just to be the best friend that you can possibly be to yourself. And, you know, take ownership. The fact that the only person that can change you is you. So if coaching is something that you need, if you want to make some changes, you can find me on www.graceandconsultancy.co.uk and just send me an email and I will give you a free 30 minute 
consultation. It might be that you've got a friend that you feel needs to make those changes, but that friend, you have to remember, will never make the changes unless they are ready. So we are all of us in some form of destruction process at some stage in our lives. And I assure you, I certainly was. But I took ownership and I took ownership of myself and I made the changes. Now, when I became a life coach, I decided that I would be the best life coach I possibly be, could possibly be. And that meant that I would dedicate my life to development. And I am learning all the time and picking up new skills always. And being so blessed for the opportunities that always come my way. And if I look back at my life, I would not change one little part of it because everything that has come in my pathway, I have learnt from. So look at your own life and take from it the beautiful things that you've gained from it, the lessons that you've learned. And if there are changes that you need to make and you need that little bit of support, inbox me. And I will work a plan that will work with you so you can help make those changes. I feel very honoured to be on this radio station. So thank you so, so much for having me. And I'm on here weekly. And um, if there's any requests on what you would like to for me to talk about, I am quite happy um, to um, put that across. Um, if you have got any issues or any problems, if you want to pass them through to the radio station, I'm quite happy to help you with those. I am a Samaritan as well. And um, I am very, very blessed um, to be part of the Samaritans in Havering, in fact. And um, just because I'm part of Havering doesn't mean that I don't take calls from Redbridge. I take calls all across the country. And um, people need the opportunity to talk in a very non-judgmental way. So Samaritans, if you want to ring Samaritans, Samaritans isn't just there for supporting you if you are suicidal. Samaritans is there to be there to listen to what is going on for you. And if you are finding that you are struggling because we're coming out of COVID and you're not coping particularly well, then by all means, call Samaritans. If you want coaching and you're willing to make those changes within yourself, and that is literally to start peeling back that onion, then inbox me on my Grace and Consultancy page and I'll be delighted to give you 30 minutes of um, free coaching to see how I can move on with you. So thank you so much for having me today. And um, I have just turned 58 and I have to say, I don't feel a day over 30. I really don't. I have the energy of a 25, 30 year old. And the reason for that is I wear Magnetics Wellness jewellery and I am a consultant for them. So if anybody wants any Magnetics Wellness 
for the, for stress, for anxiety, depression. That is what the Magnetics Wellness helps us with. I'm also an ambassador for a company called Vox Life, which is socks, believe it or not. And you can gain energy from your socks. Really, really good for dealing with the the neurological side of your brain. So if you want to know more about that, please inbox me. I also work with Detora oils and the oil that is gonna be the best oil for you is Clary Sage. Clary Sage, if you put that in a diffuser, is really good for stress, for anxiety, and it's also good for depression. And you can use that in your home um, with the Detora oils, if you need any Detora oils, inbox me and I'll tell you a bit more about them and why they are the Rolls Royce of the oils. But you can wear the Detora oils also straight onto the skin. But if you are using an oil, the best place to put that oil is on the base of your feet because the oils then go straight into your bloodstream so much quicker. So by using Detora oils, by wearing Magnetics Wellness jewellery, I have loads of energy. But this wasn't always my story. My story was I was very stressed in my 20s and in my 30s. And um, I made some changes, some huge changes in my life. And also decided that when I got well, I would do my best to help others to get well too. So I am a Reiki master, a neuro-linguistical practitioner, and also a hypnotherapist too. And I bless every single one of you for tuning into this radio station. And I send you all the most lovely messages of blessings and healings today. And look forward to working with you guys in the future so thank you very very much and a huge huge namaste bye for now